0: Logical Progression, Year One, Lesson Fifteen. Bismillah Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barakallaha nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Okay folks, so, um, so today in celebration of, um, because definitely we should start big things at big moments. And obviously with the... Uh, uh, the great news and obviously we should celebrate the Catholic Church for choosing a new Pope and so in recognition of this great moment and in appreciation of the yeah, white smoke after so many hours of dirty yeah, any black smoke, jinny gin, kind of smoke it was, yeah, yeah, but now alhamdulillah it's clean smoke, clean white smoke and I think that we should share the love with our Catholic brothers and sisters, especially when you consider this chapter very important, to be honest, has a very big Catholic link. You didn't see that. That's the problem. This is the chapter of utensils and containers, which includes basins. And there's no people that I know on the face of this planet that take a basin more seriously than the Catholics. And the way that they baptize their children in that, in that, in that basin is something very important. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be relevant for us to understand the rulings of this basin. <laughs> what it can be made of, what it can't be. I'm, I'm best behavior. I'm controlling myself so much. It's like I've got my tongue like this. Anyway, so, Bismillah. So, um, the chapter of, uh, everyone's got their notes, Yeah. The, Everyone's seen the new notes, yes? Hopefully, you've ever been on the forums or you have got there on the portal. You can, if you're online now, you can click it at the top and uh, have a quick look of your uh, notes. Um, and uh, that's my fault. Sorry, I shut them that. So the um, the chapter, and we're going to have a look at. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll explain why uh, this has come at this moment. Um, and it's also the first chapter which is actually what uh Sheikh Hussain, and actually all of the the, the 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 teachers in this particular uh in, in commentary to this have made their opening remarks on. That it's the first time that we're coming across the word Baab Okay, the word Baab Now uh itself um you know that there's um you can, you can say there's three types of, uh, I don't know, division. Yeah, three types of division. There's book, kitab. So Kitab al-Tahara, we're on Kitab al-Tahara, the book of purification. And then you have bab, which I'm translating as chapter, okay? Bab, of course, means door, right? And the scholars, they said that the reason that when the books of fiqh and in the books of sharia, why you have it divided into abwab, abwab is the plural of bab, you have it like that uh, because, uh, and the word bab door is used because it's seen as an entry into the, the barakah. So if you think of it, the word bab, what does bab actually mean? It is the opening in a wall dividing two things so the outside and the inside. And so when someone is outside And they want the benefit of the inside Like when they're out in the cold And they want to come into a warm house Then they have to enter through the door So it's the entry point to barakah To knowledge To maslaha To benefit So I, I want you to understand That's the reason why they The ulama, they call it bab. Um, and then the third The third word that they use Is Is fasl Okay fasl Now fosla. Yeah, and in fosl, um, I have translated as a section. Section. And actually, um, the word fossil means to divide as well. It means to, like, to compartmentalize, to, to section. And when we say section in a book, also in the English language, when we say he needed to be sectioned, it means that he needed to be put away from the eyes of the people, right? He needed to be locked up. Or he was harming people, or whatever, whatnot. So we need to put him away, so some, separate from the people. So all of these three words are words, effectively, are describing division. Anyway, that's the the word uh, bab. So Sheikh Uthaymin he says that um, when you look at them, they start with the general and they go to the specific. So kitab is the most general, and it is. A statement which is, or it's a word which encompasses a number of chapters. So the kitab always has a number of chapters. And then likewise it will reduce down. Um, The chapter will then, if necessary, have a number of sections. And in principle, a section is only used for something very, very specific. Okay? For something very, very specific. Is that clear, everybody? So a human example would be grain. So uh, uh, grain or seeds would be the book and then rice, wheat, corn would be the chapters. Does that make sense? And what happens to corn when it matures and the various flour and, and the cob and the chaff and the various products that come from corn, these will be the sections. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so I think it's just pretty kind of straightforward uh, point. So, um, and sometimes I want you to understand also that this is a human division and a human process one shouldn't read too much into oh he made a chapter here and a uh, book here or something like this because this is sometimes done by the author to break up long long text or many many issues so he just wants to make it something more manageable so I want you to understand that so let's have a quick look at the uh, the translation actually why don't we uh, read the the um the first line. Uh, so Babul Ania. Babul Ania. And I've translated aniya as the chapter of implements. Ania, okay, as a uh, a word, it is the plural of Ina. So Aniya is the plural of Ina. And the word Aniyah itself, it also has a plural. So the plural has a plural. So the Jama' of Ina is Aniyah. And the Jama' of Aniyah is Awanin. Awan. آوان. Okay, and this is possible in the Arabic language. Um, there are, when you study the Arabic language, you realize that there are a number of different plurals. Okay, different plurals. And I don't want to get into that. It's, it's messy, but the point is is that these are words that can be interchanged Yani yeah, in this right place and right time. And what is ina? What actually is ina? Ina classically is wi'a, okay? It's a container in Arabic, ina generally is used for a container, container of some form, whether that's a bowl or a pot or a basin, something like that, okay? So then you might say, okay, if that's the case. Why are we calling it the chapter of utensils? Because if we, may, if we called it the chapter of containers, in the English, the word container is a lot more specific and restricted than the word utensils. Even though, in English certainly, when you say the word utensil, you don't think of pots. Would you agree? yeah so when need to talk about utensils you're talking more about tools and fork and knife and whatever whatnot now the issue here is that because there are so many and this is what the scholars said because there are so many different implements utensils and containers that need to be covered in fit it will be silly and just ridiculous to have a subsection on every single different type so they created a word ania and they chucked it all underneath that so that's very important for you to understand so in this um even according to their original intention, they were intending pots, basins, jugs, glasses, forks, knives, spoons, um, uh, and then various other utensils. Very much so, I want to say, linked to eating and drinking. In principle, the word Ania is, uh, is linked to eating and drinking. That's not to say it's exclusive to eating and drinking, and that's why we will, uh, uh, why we will at this moment in time also cover the issue of using tools. So we'll add this extra kind of dimension as well to the word tools, which would then be a workman uh, scenario. That's going to come later in the chapter. That's the first thing. Another thing you might say is that why are we doing any of this right now? And the reason for that is because um, uh, 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 the books of fiqh, they have a challenge. There's so much stuff to talk about. So either we put everything in its right order and wait for the right time to come. That's one way of doing it. Or we will put it in some kind of order. But if we get an opportunity to be able to deal with something because it's linked to the current subject then we'll do it now rather than later because at least if we do it now then later you can come back and say we did this earlier as opposed to not understand the issue fully now and its surrounding issues and then saying to ourselves but we'll do it then but we'll do it then now you realize of course that we have chosen the second one the books of fiqh generally they choose the first one okay the reason that we've chosen the second one is because we are in it for such a long haul That if we did it in any other way, this class would be chaos. Alright, it would be chaos. And actually, naturally, I am the second kind of uh, style. Naturally, myself. It's very, very difficult for me, as you probably learned already, for me to stick to the subject. Okay? It's a personal problem that I have, and I find it very, very difficult. Um, But there is a a, a common sense in sticking to the subject. You get more done and you get done in the right order. So I just want you to understand the relationship uh, about why someone might bring an issue forward. Why are we bringing the the, the, the chapter of containers forward? Because we've just done water. Okay, We've done everything to do with water and we are in the chapter or in the book of purification. And it's not possible to purify, purify yourself with water unless it's in a container unless it's in a container. Water is by its very nature something which cannot be held except in a container. In fact, in the dictionary definition of what ina' is, it is that which preserves an item, holds it together. So clearly, you can see the natural uh, use now that we need to have and apply the uh, uh, now. When we're making wudu' we've understood all the rulings to do with the actual water itself. But what about where it comes from? So if we have basins and so on and so forth, or pots that are made of different materials, we need to know. What if the water is pure, but the pot is najis? This thing is uh, on, isn't it? I, I, I think it is. It is. Sure. You can tell. No, not the thingy. This nonsense but was up here. Oh, and I can tell you every time get rid of it because I can smell it it's just <laughs> completely stunk me out so please someone remove it uh, uh, I was just there and I heard the sound and then all I can now smell it is that floral jasmine nonsense yani, <laughs> and I'm covered in it and I feel sick now honestly I can't reach it you can't reach it <laughs> <It's smell laughs> Bob's saw out there. Bob's Obviously, lazy package. She said, I can't reach up there, yeah. That's a Bob's favourite. <sighs> <sighs> I was smelling so nice with all Subhanahu I'm ruined for the week. You can't even get that stuff off you, you know what I mean? It's concentrate it's I think it was <laughs> Sheikh Abdullah Fahdi and I sabotaged the dust. <laughs> I haven't even started on Somalis yet. That's coming in the next page. <laughs> did you predict the attack on Somalis, did you, or something? Alright. Okay, where were we? Where was we before I got the any attacked containers? What does that mean? What, what, what container? What are we talking about? Well, Alright, so that's the, that's the reason we're covering it now. Because we have water, we have pure water, but it has to come from somewhere. If the, the dish itself is nejas... If the dish itself is gold, if the dish itself is made of jewels, whatever, what's the ruling with respect to al wudu? Okay, that's the natural reason why we're covering it now. So that's the, the, um, the uh, context. So let's start straight away then. The text with respect to the opening line of Arabic. The Sheikh says, Babul Aniyah al with the author, Rahmatullah عليه he said, Kulu ina'in tahir walau يباه اتخاذه واستعماله الا آنِيَةَ ذَهَبْ وَفِضَّةً ومضببا بهما فانه يحرم اتخاذها واستعمالها ولو على انثى ولو على انثى now we're just really up to the that. that's enough for, for if we even get that part would be amazing but you know with respect to the english the chapter of implements all pure implements Even if expensive Are lawful to acquire and use Here we've got two separate words here wal والاستعمال Acquire we've given as a translation We'll look at that later And use isti'amal, Except for implements of gold, silver And what is soldered by them this is because these are unlawful to acquire and use, even for a woman, even for a woman. Okay, so that's the that's the actual uh, uh, Arabic text and the translation of the uh, the translation of the text as well. So now let's look at now the understanding behind it with respect to um, utensils. There's an immediate principle we're going to use. I'll put it out to you. How are we going to determine, what are we going to use to determine whether these are permissible or not? Whether they are pure or not? Because that's his initial statement, right? That they are all pure. Or, you know, or, I mean, any object. Let's say take any object, but here we're, we're looking at utensils and implements, okay? What do you think the principle is with respect to permissibility? It's permissible. Permissible. Yeah, I need to deal with them and use them. Is permissible? Unless, unless, said that's unless we have an evidence that it's haram. Why is that? What's the proof for that? Good. Good. Other than worship, other than ibadah, Everything in life is halal. Okay? Everything. And the reason for that, okay, is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, Huwa fil ardi jami'a. It was He who created all that is on the earth for you. So, what's Allah saying in Surah Al-Baqarah here, verse 200 and verse 29? He's saying, that Allah is saying that he is the one who has created for you everything on this earth created for you means what for you to use for you to benefit from for you to yani uh, sell buy trade with use look at enjoy etc etc this is everything now this principle is called in arabic al 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 ibaha that the principle the status quo the basic principle when it comes to things When it comes to life When it comes to non-worship matters Is that everything is permissible Except that which Allah prohibits So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will then send something down An ayah, a hadith by the Prophet Sallallahu Which will say except gold and silver Except all meat is allowed to you eat what you want Except dead meat Except meat which is killed like this Except the and so on and so forth. Yes, does that, does that make sense? And I I want you to appreciate that. Which is of course the exact opposite as a principle to Ibadah. When it comes to worship, everything is haram with respect to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except that which He tells us and how He tells us via the Prophet. So we as I gave many examples before, we can't go around and make the religion up as we go along. We have to wait for a text, a nas You have to start getting used to these words. Nas, which is text. The word Nas, singular. nosos, is the plural. So we have to have nosos or a Nas, a text, a textual proof that says you are allowed to do this. Now, Sheikh Uthameen, he wants to make a point here of this principle. And it's good because it means it will save us time later on. So... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as, as we just said in Surah Al-Baqarah verse 29, has established the, the, Prophet, the Qur'anic proof. But also, we have some evidence from the sunnah as well. As Shaykh Uthameen says on page 69, the Prophet sallallahu said, That whoever Allah is silent about, then that is an afu. The word afu, okay, afu is an interesting word. It means pardon. Okay, And I guess that maybe we translate it here as it has pardoned for you, maybe, I guess. Afro is a noun, so we can't use it in the form of a verb, but I can't translate it in any other way. By the way, the translation point uh, thingy, um, it was, as I always said, it was clear in the Arabic. All right, The understanding was clear in the chapter, the last, the last sentence in the Book of Purification, uh, or the chapter of water. Um, but the, our English wasn't good enough. And then uh, a brother by the name of Junaid, he gave a suggestion and it was excellent. And I, I included it. So if you go back and read it, that's exactly what the translation should read. And it's also, subhanAllah, faithful to the Arabic as well, which is a good good job that he did that. So um, this hadith, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is silent about, then he has pardoned it for you. This hadith, as the muhaqqad, the one who's doing the authenticating in this book, he has said that this is narrated by al Um and its uh, number is 117 in the Mukhtasar version of the Zawaid. Because, of course, this is the Majmah Zawaid, is the book of Bazar, and it's a major book of Hadith. But this is a reference only being given to the Mukhtasar, which is the summarized version. But it has also been collected by Ibn Abi Hatim al-Razi in his Tafsir. And narrated by Al-Hakim and Al-Bayhaqi. And um, they have all collected this narration and the reason I'm going into this detail is because this hadith is not very, um, it's not the most authentic of narrations that you'll find. So an argument needs to be put together for it. All of these scholars, these muhaddithin, they have put, they've collected this hadith with their chain on the authority of Asim ibn Raja, on the authority of his father, on the authority of Abu Darda bihi marfu'an when you see Marfu'an, then you know this means that it has been raised to the Prophet. ﷺ. Whenever you see hadith Marfu'an, that's what it means, that this is a statement of the Prophet. Bazar himself and Bazar, who was obviously one of the scholars of hadith, he said Isnad Hus Salih, which literally translated means that the chain is righteous, but technically speaking means that it's a, a, it's a good chain. It's a good chain. And Hakim said Sahihul Isnad, it's an authentic chain. And Imam Al Zahabi he agreed. And Al-Haythami, he said, "Isnadhu Hasan wa Rijaluhu That the chain itself is okay, but the narrators themselves are people of thika, they are trustworthy. And he mentioned that in Majma' al-Zawaid, and you can see al um for more information on that. We will accept this hadith as authentic. Okay, we will we will accept this hadith as authentic, and what it provides us or what pro- it provides us is a separate sunnah evidence that shows that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not mentioned meaning he has not said this is haram then you go ahead and enjoy it or use it is that clear everybody that's the first use also there's another statement of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam which is narrated by Tabrani, In Allah farada fara'id fala tudayyuha wa hadda hududan fala ta'taduhu wa sakata an ashiya rahmatan bikum ghayr nisyyan fala tabhathu anha so this is a very nice hadith which is narrated again in the footnotes by uh, Imam Tabarani and Adar al And it's on the uh, authority of Abu uh, Tha'lab al Khushani. And um, there are some scholars that said that there's a problem with this. This is, what, what, this, this is explained by the statement. There are a number of scholars in a minority, that said there was an illa. An illa, as we said, if you go back to the original lessons, we said illa is a secret hidden fault, not very clear. And they said that Makhool, who is one of the tabi'een in this uh, uh, in this chain, he did not hear from Abu Thalabah. And so therefore there's a break, and therefore they considered it to be weak. In any case... Insha'Allah, the Hadith meaning is accepted, and some scholars even accepted the Hadith as well. The translation: Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has obligated for you obligations. I'm translating off the cuff here, by the way. Uh, that Allah has obligated obligations for you, so do not be, uh, uh, yeah, negligent. Good, yeah. Do not be negligent with respect to them. حُدُودًا and he has specified the limits so do not transgress them and yani don't go past these limits حُدُودًا فَلَا وَسَكَتَ عَنْ أَشْيَاءً and this of course is now going back to the previous hadith and he has been silent on a, on a number of issues out of mercy to you not because Allah has forgotten not because Allah has forgotten فلا تَبْحَثُ عَنْهَا don't go therefore don't go looking for them what does that statement mean? it means that Anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not mentioned, this is not because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgets, but because He's allowed it for you and He's made it permissible for you. So don't you go around now and make yourself an issue. That, oh, He hasn't spoken about this, He hasn't spoken about that. It must be haram. I've got to find out why it's haram. You've got people like that. You know, there's such a power about life that they just can't accept the fact that, yeah, some things are allowed and some things are not and that's the end of it. They want to try and make everything, Yani, you know, they will see life and this is obviously one of the major problems of our, our, our own religious development That we link religiosity with strictness And that we link religiosity with prohibition to, Yani Diana, religiosity The sense of I'm more practicing That's what we call religiosity That people believe that religiosity is linked to, as I said That I should be doing less things That more things should be haram upon me And this is not right with the, if you put upon yourself some controls which you are you are able to do, that's fine. But don't make things haram which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has made halal, which is in itself a major major issue anyway. Okay. So I hope those are enough background p- uh, points to establish the uh, 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 the principle, as Sheikh said that well, Allah, whatever Allah Subhanahu wa Taala he is, he is silent about, then this is what um, is allowed. Yeah. I do you understand uh, Ibn al uh, He covers a number of narrations from Tabi'in and Sahaba who said that uh, between us and the haram We put a barrier of what's halal So how do you understand that statement? Between us and the haram We put a barrier and the haram. of what is halal Yeah, so this is what, this is an emphasis of what I just said A person on an individual basis He decides to leave things out of caution out of, staying out of doubtful matters, he creates for himself something without saying they're haram, then this is okay. He doesn't say it's haram. As the exact statement says, they even said, we'll put that barrier of halal. We accept it's halal. We're just not going to go there. Because it's going to make ourselves soft, weak. We might want to then start after having this little bit halal, have a bit more halal. We start going, going, going. And it'll make us into a it's, it's like, actually, it's like uh, any human activity. There are certain things which are allowed, okay, um, I don't know, even to like all human beings. I can't think of a, a, a relevant example, but a person will know that the more that they um, uh, allow their willpower to become weaker, even though they're not saying... That, that thing is not necessarily allowed but they just want to test themselves and create strong willpower the more that you don't concentrate on it and you allow it to slide each time when the time comes when you need to exercise it you'll be weaker mm-hmm. this is the principle of the Salihin yeah, but that shows that they did use the personal strictness to, as a form of strengthening religiosity no no what I'm trying to say to you is that you mustn't uh, 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 you're, you're confusing two things personal practice and personal belief and believing that the religion the religion and the and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed, not not at the personal level, but actually promoting Calling people out looking at others uh, 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 Belittling others because they're doing certain actions and for them everything should be on the down low everything should be much more stricter everything because for them the religion the religiosity in the religion is linked to strictness, is linked to more prohibition, as opposed to a personal practice. You know what I'm trying to say? There's a psychological impact. And you can see it, of course. You can see when you look at these different people who, um, who go around uh, causing these kind of issues, whether they're going out on the streets and, or this nonsense that will happen in London, you know, Muslim patrols or whatever, whatnot. Yeah, okay. It's a psychological thing that actually goes out. And it starts to impact upon their external and upon other people. Right, so, um, I also want to just say, just for the sake, because Shaykh Uthameen himself, he mentions it here, so we might as well do it as well. He says that, what is the basis for the opposite? What's the basis that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not um, allow anyone to establish anything in worship, except that which he allows? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Amlahum به... بِهِ اللَّهِ so shura, verse verse twenty-one. How can they believe in others who ordain for them things which Allah has not sanctioned in the practice of their faith? So if you look at this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to how can a person go out there, okay, with respect to fadilla allah that anything which someone is what this verse proves clearly is that anyone who wants to worship Allah not enjoy chocolate or uh, uh, use for uh, swimming or use for climbing what someone wants to worship Allah with it's not permissible to use that except that which Allah has given permission for and this is clear from this verse with Shura as from the Ahadith, it's very very clear, many many narrations, for example, the Prophet ﷺ said as narrated by Imam Ahmad, Beware of every new matter in the religion because every innovative matter is a going astray. Is that clear everybody? This is a very important point, every new matter is an innovative action on behalf of that person. They're thinking that they're bringing something new to the table. And all of these new matters from human beings in religious matters is a going astray, without exception. Okay? Without exception. And we'll talk about that uh, another time, about uh, the other uh, uh, issues. Anyway, that's just something to uh, establish the principles. Then let's get back to utensils themselves. Utensils, all of them. Small, big, nice, uh, ugly, expensive, cheap. All of them. The basic principle is that they're all allowed. Okay, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in tells us in the story um, concerning Sulaiman Alayhi Sallatu Wasallam. يَعْمَلُونَ لَهُ مَا يَشَاءُ مِنْ مَحَارِيبِ وَتَمَاثِيلِ وَجِفَالٍ كَالْجُوَارِبِ وَقُدُورِ الرَّاسِيَاتِ in Surah in Surah 7, Surah Sabah, uh, verse thirteen. The translation of they made him they made for Sulaiman Alayhi salam, whatever he wanted. Palaces, statues, basins as large as water troughs, yeah, and huge containers, okay, and fixed cauldrons. And the scholars, they mentioned that uh, here is an actual verbal, because you see, you see, the, the reason they're mentioning this point, the scholars mention this point, is because they're trying to say, why would a person consider a utensil to be haram? It's only two ways, really, isn't it? Other than it being impure. Either because it's made of something haram, or because it emotionally sends off the haram signals. What would emotionally something haram be? Something massive, right? If you saw a huge, huge yani water trough, or, or a huge pot, like a dig, yani, you know, as they say, full of lovely biryani yeah, balsa biryani. Oh, man. Was Amjad? am just you're watching What's our invitation, man? <laughs> nice big deal. Dig or dig? G at the end. That's full. G. <laughs> yeah, you got me all happy now, man. Haven't eaten all day, man. What's that? Man? <laughs> so you know, you look at something which is huge, and you may think, SubhanAllah, that this is haram. This is so big. Yeah, it's such a waste." If it can be, and Sheikh Mustafin makes this point here. He goes that if you do want to look at whether something is permissible or impermissible, it will only be from the ayah, in That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like the extravagant people, meaning wasteful people. So someone who is not needing that and is just you know flashing it around just to show off, then that's haram from a khuyala, from showing off. That's haram from that angle it's not haram from the utensil angle itself does that make sense okay so let's just make that clear so the first statement is that every utensil is tahir okay every te- utensil is tahir so therefore what this means is that obviously you're not referring to najis okay not referring to najis ones because it's not permissible to use something which is najis it's not something which is used to uh, to be uh, to use something which itself is impure according to the author Sheikh Uthaymeen he says i don't know about that he says that i think that that that's not necessarily the case that something najas can be used if there is a benefit for it okay it can be used as long as it's not haram as long as it's not haram mm-hmm. Sheikh now, this is going to be... It might lose you a bit this here. But he gives a, a very interesting example. Okay? He goes, look at the hadith. He goes, إِنَّ النَّجَسُ يُبَحِي إِسْتِعْمَالُهُ إِذَا كَانَ عَلَىٰ وَجْهِ Yani, that it's possible to use just if there's a, 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 a some kind of need for it. And he goes, the evidence, according to me, Sheikh Uthaymeen says, mm-hmm. is a hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah رضي الله عنه, at the... Uh, when they uh, con- conquered Mecca. When they entered upon Mecca... Um, the Prophet ﷺ said, In Allah Har Rama Bel Hamar, Walme, Wal Khinzir, Wal Asnam. Allah has prohibited the selling of alcohol, of carrion, of pork and uh, uh statues or that which is worshipped. Yeah, idols. The companion said, Ya Rasulullah, Araita Shukum al Maita Tukla biha al Sufun, Watudhin Bihal Julut, Wa is thus behbihal have you, what about the, uh, the shuhum, the suet, the uh, fat of the carrion? So you've got all this dead meat all over the place, and you've got obviously all the fat. Yeah. Now, obviously, things back then were not like it is now. So anything that you could t- make use of, you would. So fat is something which you know, is very valuable. And they said to him, Ya Rasulullah, what about using that fat? Because we coat our ships with it to give that waterproofing. Um, uh, and we oil our skins with it to make them, you know, supple. You know, to like when you're treating skins, leather skins. I'm talking about, all right. And we use it for lighting, so we burn it as a fuel to create light. Rasulullah said, "La huwa haram." No, it is haram. Now, this hadith narrated by Bukhari. What Shaykh Tamim said? He said that. What's interesting here is that the Prophet ﷺ These things are najāsa. Yāni The Prophet ﷺ accepted the argument of the use of najasa but didn't allow it because the uh, item itself was haram. Because the, the intifa'ah, the, benefit, the benefiting of this Itself from that specific item was haram because it's been mentioned, because it's, been, it's got a nas there, because the Prophet has said carrion, so therefore we can't use carrion. He didn't say we can't use it because it's najis Does that make sense? This is what Shaykh is trying to say. This shuhumul uh, uh, mayta this fat of the of the of the carrion. The companions gave a number of uses for it. The Prophet did not rubbish. These uses, what he rubbished, in fact what he said is haram, is that no, no, it, almost, if I'm going to add brackets, it's like, no, no, I appreciate the, the, the benefit that you're trying to take from it, but it's haram to use carrier. That is my kind of translation, does that make sense? If you translate the hadith in that way, then it would suggest that it is permissible for a need to use things which are najis by themselves. Okay, if it's not haram, there's no text that says it's haram. Okay, now this is a, a controversial point, and we, we touched a little bit upon this with, in the, in the earlier chapter. The only example i got no idea why this mind came, this example came to me, but the only example I can think of is using, you know, the good old doing a dump in the garden for your uh, plants. Now, obviously, I'm not advocating that. Okay, but feces themselves. They're incredibly beneficial. Okay? Yeah? Come on, Dr. Yara. Come on. They are. They are... They're full of nitrogen. They're full of organic... Uh, organic what? Organic something or the other. i got no idea. Nitric. Be positive, Yara. Be Nitric. positive. Huh? Nitrates. Nitrates. I already said that. You can't say uh, they're full of nitrates. They're full of organic nitrates. Yeah? <laughs> That's a blank that. Um... I don't know what they're full of but I know that you can seriously grow some amazing trees of that stuff okay not that I have any personal experience but I'm just saying that that's a reality so it's nejas it's nejas is it permissible for someone to go and to use that to actually create and for it to uh, you know it will completely biodegrade because it's biodegradable okay and as long as it degrades completely and none the the filth comes out but the nitrates themselves come out and they are able to to you know uh, think yeah I'm digging myself a hole here but the point is is that this is the only example I can think of if I sit down with a pen and a paper I'm sure that I could work out some other uh, uh, examples but the point is here that maybe it is permissible to actually use something which is not which will come back to later with respect to the text Let's move on very quickly. Um, the sheikh says then, وَلَوْ Thaman means price. A thameen means expensive price. So, uh, Sheikh Hussain is saying that actually, uh, emotionally you need to be understanding that it doesn't matter whether the item itself is very, very expensive or not. You'll be thinking that way because you know what's coming in a minute, except gold and silver. And so when you think except gold and silver, you're thinking, ah, because this is a waste of money. Actually, it's not about being, being a waste of money, and it's not. Sheikh says it doesn't matter if it's made from jewels, it's not if it's made from a zumurrud. Who knows what zumurrud is? Emerald, okay? Or it's made from mas, which is diamonds, okay? Uh, the, your, your, your item or your thing, whatever, could be made from any of these, and it's permissible for it to use, It is pure. At this moment in time, in the text, in the Arabic, we are not actually talking about using it or buying it or anything. At the moment, we're still talking about it being pure. Okay? So, so far, we've said every utensil, every implement is pure in principle, even if it is expensive. The next sentence now, okay, is what establishes the, 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 the reality, the legal ruling behind it With respect to using it يُبَاهُ وَاسْتِعْمَالُهُ Yani it is permissible For all of the previous things we just mentioned All utensils, even if expensive To uh, uh, acquire or to use What's the difference between acquire and use? What we're talking about here is this um, use is clear, yes. So you get a spoon and you're eating out of it, and you get your knife and fork and your whatever, and your bowl is what you're drinking out of, and your cup. This is use. Is that clear? Uh, ittihad, it yani, ittakhad, that means to take, yes. That's what it means to take, linguistically speaking. But here, legally speaking, ittihad means either to buy or to purchase, to sell. So, there are taking uh, custody of something, taking ownership of something without using it. Anything where you are taking ownership of something without physically using it is اتخاذ. So that would be either just buying it for whatever to give it as a gift, buying it so you can keep it to sell later, buying it to put it on the wall because you don't normally put these things on the wall, okay? But maybe you want to decorate your house or something like that, then, in fact, they do that, isn't it? Is it God who do that? They stick plates on the wall, right? Yeah. Not God, actually, my mum, I think, did it as well. (laughs) Diana and Charles plate, no? (laughs) Doesn't every mum do that? No? It's just my mum's a pack, yeah? Mum, if you're watching, forgive me for saying that. Because she does watch it, End the life, but I've told the whole world your secret. Definitely, she had. I know definitely we had a Diana Charles mug, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> and no one drank out of it, it was just you know, in, the, in the thingy. But I'm sure we had a plate, and I'm sure that was like put up on the thingy. See, SubhanAllah, the books of fiqh, they knew that this was gonna happen. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Right, so Sheikh says that. Yani, to acquire it in this manner, this is permissible as well. So there's two parts here. Illa Other than utensils made of gold or silver. Important principle here, the word illa. The word illa in Arabic means except. Okay? And um, I was just reading Sheikh uh, 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 Mahmoud Muqtad Shankiti's commentary to this. And he, he mentioned a nice قاعدة أصولية Which is a principle in Usulul Fiqh, Meaning that this is a principle that um, These are the tools The tools that a scholar uses to derive evidences So when he, when he sees a word He knows how to use or approach that word So in Arabic أَنَّمَا بَعَدَ إِلَّا مُخَالِفٌ لِمَا قَبْلَهَا فِي This is an uh, asul. Okay, this is a, a rule Translated roughly Whatever comes after the word illa will be different in ruling to what came before the word illa Okay? So whenever you look in the Quran or whenever you look in the hadith, you have this rule at the back of your head. That if I come across a phrase or a sentence which says makes a statement and then says illlah da 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 da, okay, what it means is that uh, the translation again, anything which comes after the word illa. Is, مخالفون, is different to that which came before it الحكم, with respect to legal ruling. So, its legal ruling will differ. So, in this sentence, انطاهر, every uh, utensil is pure, okay, and even if it's expensive, to use it and to acquire it except gold and silver. So, except gold and silver, what's the implied meaning, therefore, if you understand? <laughs> to acquire it. And to uh, use it This is the, the Implied meaning from the Text itst- it itself Okay, I want you to, to Understand, now Of course uh, uh, well, I, just, I should also add who, have we, who are we hating on at the moment We need the people to, because We need some kind of Somalis, yeah we need to hate on the Somalis Because they set me up today We hated on Pakistanis enough all right? And Gujis I think we hated on last week So now a turn to Somalis Okay. the 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 Somali people are well all two of you well, well, oh, three three sorry three okay so the fuqaha they mentioned that the scholars that the sorry the the, the fuqaha, they mentioned that there is a third uh, uh, substance which is impermissible right gold silver and what Somalis use for their, for their uh, plates and their utensils. Human skin and human bones. It's true, isn't it, yeah? Somalis? No, you not so. uh, Are you not cannibals down there, no? What's happened in the 1993 century? Only the <laughs> 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 okay, good ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, but... <laughs> I can't believe you admitted that. <laughs> That's the worst defense ever, man. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so, with that kind of the Fuqaha, exceptionally, said, "Istifna' an aakhir fakala illa azma admi wa jil dani." So, <laughs> so, um, uh, in one of the humble books of Fuqaha, they said that. In Kashuk, They said that it's not permissible to use a, t- a, t- a tool or, or a, a plate or something like that which is made out of uh, human skin. Um, which is interesting because they said Actually because of his sanctity. Because of his sanctity. Um, uh, not only that, but the Prophet said on the top of page 73 كَسْرَ كَكَسْرِ That if you use um, I mean, this hadith is obviously assuming Not what the Somalis do Because this hadith is assuming that they're dead Whereas Somalis, you know, they've got an next flex yani. They find an extra I think that in the market it's double the value If you <laughs> Produce a live version huh? Astaghfirullah The uh, <laughs> The breaking this is this is revenge. I am covered in jasmine nonsense. Yani, do you realize that? Yeah, do you realize that I came out wearing oud heavy quality oud this morning, Bengali this evening, Bengali, yeah. Bengali oud. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say to all the Bengalis out there that Shazad, when I sat in the car, he picked me up today, and the first words he said, "Astaghfirullah," off Bengali oud. Astaghfirullah, <laughs> raised that? And you know what? I just want to say a shout out to all my Bengali brothers and sisters that I stood up for you. I said, MashaAllah, Bengalis must have upped their game then. (laughs) Because I'd be smelling fine. I had a quality heavy, heavy oud on that. I just picked up in Hajj just right now. So he's trying to distance Bengali, saying, Bengali oud. And I said, I said, one second, hold on. on." (laughs) I said, SubhanAllah, if that's the truth, you're saying this is Bengali oud, then the Bengalis have definitely upped their game. They must be smelling really nice. That's the defense of Bengali, isn't it? What did you say? I said it's been a long time since I give you some... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He said, yeah, yeah. He goes, I need to get you perfumes again. He needs to to buy you some more perfumes. I said, well, that's good as well. As we always said, we never. We have a no refusal. We don't have a refusal policy on gifts. It doesn't just have to be cheap chocolates or whatever, does it? Yeah. Anyway. So. uh, Okay, so gold is clear. Everyone, I think, understands what gold is. And silver is clear. I think everyone knows what uh, silver uh, is. This, Sheikh says, covers small amounts, large amounts. Um, it covers half made, not half made. It covers small plates, large plates, uh, all of them. Then the Sheikh then says, And that which is wa and that which is soldered. So you might be thinking, What on earth is, is going on there? But I want you to understand that with. Uh, utensils and bowls and, I don't know, China or whatever, I don't know, made of whatever they are, them being weak or, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, if they break. (laughs) We've got the case of the giggles here, I think. We have, the problem is that these guys have got the giggles and they're making me laugh. (laughs) So, we've got to stop laughing now, okay? So, I suggest you turn around this way, okay? Yes? And I said, just you, Yanni, look at Nasser. That will stop anyone laughing, Yanni, okay? And then I'll just keep looking at Shazad. And that does an oily trick for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Most miserable guy on the planet, eh, Bobs? Yeah, I thought that you'd teach me, Yanni, to be smiley, be happy. Every time, angry, angry. Huh? Sheikh? Tell him, you give a say hi, He's a He's not a lawyer he's a, <laughs> he's a lawyer,
1: he's
0: a dentist. He's a lawyer. He's a dentist. He should have the. It's awla. He has more right to show his teeth than anyone else. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We hide our teeth. Yeah, that's that's understandable. Because even though smiling is sadaqah, it's not sadaqah when your teeth are yellow. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Then it's a bid'ah. Maybe haram even. Okay. Anyway. So, now, what the sheikh now says, alright, is um, talking about now soldering. So what we're talking about, soldering, is this. So we have a plate, and it cracks. So we now need to stick it together. This is what soldering is. So you get, obviously, very, very hot, uh, melted gold or silver, and you line it, and obviously it sticks back together again, and that's effectively what's happened with that. Soldering is of two types. One which is of fixing, and that's the basic principle, but it can also be of decoration as well. So what we're talking about here, all right, everybody, is... That if a plate has been cracked and fixed with it or is now surrounded by it, then in principle, this is also not allowed except for any exceptions. And exceptions will come in a minute. Now, I just also want to just make sure that you understand something here. When we're talking about gold and silver, we don't mean just pure gold and pure silver. We're talking about that which has been brushed by gold. We're talking about gold plated, silver plated, whatever, whatnot. not. Pack jewelry, pack uh, 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 utensils don't not included, yeah. Because packs we just paint ours silver and gold, yeah. I've got some at home, they're amazing. You know what they do? They they make them really really heavy. I don't know what they put in them, and then they paint them yellow. I don't know. I use it for my my my, my chicken or whatever. It has. I don't know something to this kid yesterday. You know, he's lost. He's, he's lost the floor You know that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Well, to be honest, I think I've, yeah, it's my fault Right, anyway So um, We're going go five minutes Okay, we're going to go five minutes Okay So And what's the, what's the evidence for that? Anyway, what's the evidence for it not being permissible to use um, An item as a utensil which has been soldered? The evidence is the Hadith of Bukhari The Prophet uh said On the authority of Hudaytha رضي الله عنه (laughs) لَتَشْرِبُوا فِي آنِيَةِ الذَّهَبُ وَالْفِضَّةِ وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا فِي الصُحَافِحَا فَإِنَّهَا لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَلَكُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ The Prophet ﷺ said Do not drink from vessels made of gold or silver Vessels, containers, whatever And do not eat in their plates لَا تَأْكُلُوا in their plates Because they are for them in the dunya and for you, refers <coughs> to the companions, meaning us, and for you in the akhirah Okay? So, the the, um, the hadith is clear. You can read into that a number of things, and we will, because obviously, we've got this statement which talks about that it's, it's, uh, uh, even for a woman, it's not allowed. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll come to that point in a minute. But just so that it's made clear to you, that the Prophet ﷺ is giving an illa here. Yeah? He's giving a reason within the hadith. He's actually saying that what, these are the kind of things that they do in this dunya. Showing off, using them, flexing, you know, being proud and whatever, whatnot, making it some kind of wealth or whatever. I mean, I don't know why people do that kind of nonsense anyway, right? Because they're going to get scratched in the dishwasher anyway, aren't they? Yeah? So that's a big waste of money, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? No? Or is it, they don't, don't, is it they don't get scratched? Is that the reason they use it? Well, I have no idea. We don't even, yani, we never seen gold. Forget about it. Yani, actually, pick one. But we're simple people, yara. If we even if we get bit perfume, it's of a Christmas ad perfume. That's why I attacks my my uh, don in yani, Bengali perfume. We called it Subhanallah, Subhanallah. No one in my entire life ever complained of that perfume. In this masjid, the Sheikh Abdul in the morning, it's it's amazing. Sah, huh? I <laughs> So when you are not here, the is bright and very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Subhanallah. So I could make you is stay your home. Is that for sure? akbar. okay. So, so therefore, um, this hadith is clear, and it refers to all of uh, all of the variations, whether painted, light, heavy, yani involvement, majority, diluted. The presence and existence of gold and silver in plates and in knives and forks and utensils. Also, on the next page, page 74, in the Arabic of, of the Sheikh Muntia Sheikh mentions the Hadith of Umm Salama, which is also narrated by Imam Bukhari. Um, the Prophet said that whoever drinks from a silver Container or from a silver container or silver cup, whatever, it will, the water drunk from that will bubble, yeah, will bubble in his, uh, will be will be the fire of hell bubbling in his stomach. (laughs) That's got to be the most unfunniest statement ever, and the guy here in South but This is all Sheikh Abdullah's fault. I just want to say. And he's going around making faces at everyone and making everyone laugh. And now this hadith has been ruined by Shaykh Abdul Ghaffar. May Allah forgive him. Amen. And uh, on a, on a, this, this is a miskin, is that to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> which is good, which is good, because he needs to have some cold, yeah, he needs to have, uh, get some fresh air and breathe again. Nahi. Um, uh, when you prohibit something, when you, when you say don't do it, in sharia indicates what? When you say don't do something? Prohibition. prohibition okay? Tahreem. Impermissibility. When you say don't do something, it indicates impermissibility. What, 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 what also can someone tell me about this hadith specifically, with respect to sin? Can anyone tell me something? <laughs> it's, a it's a major sin. Why? Because of the warning. Correct. There's a very important principle when it comes to sins. Whenever a punishment in the Akhirah is mentioned, especially Jahannam, it is a proof that the sin is from the Kabair. It's a major sin. Because sins are of two types, minor and major. Yes? So major sins are Aklul Riba, Wa al Muhsana, to take Riba, to uh, uh, accuse a just woman, uh, Zina, all the standard kind of stuff. This is part of it. And how do we identify a major sin? When there is threat of a punishment Threat Of jahannam Of something that will happen in a hellfire Anything that mentions any of these in any kind of way It is a proof that the actual action itself Is a major sin Minor sins are mentioned in a negative fashion Okay Don't do it It's not permissible Etc, etc A minor sin would be for example um, Kissing a girl or something yeah That's a good uh, Minor sin Don't Don't take it as minor though But yani, It's not a major sin It's recoverable Okay Anyway I can't think of another one encourage the, huh? encourage the youth Encourage the youth, we, encourage the youth. Astaghfirullah. we just want to just say What Allah subhanahu Wa ta'ala Has said And the Prophet Has said We don't want to encourage Anyone to go around Kissing any girls Okay yani, Don't yeah, Don't an Example right really. Please give me another example. (laughs) What are you waiting for? (laughs) What kind of imam are you, man? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, okay, then go. (laughs) Give me another example, you see. That's the problem. It's difficult to think of minor sins, actually. It is actually quite difficult. Swearing. 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 Not for harsh. Not for harsh. mu'min is not for Maybe. Maybe. Because the Prophet ﷺ said that the believer does not use. Yeah, I think that's a good example, that. That's a good example. Uh, um, the Prophet ﷺ said that the believer is not someone who uses disgusting language. Okay? He didn't. And that's enough for you to not do it. Agree? Yeah? Because uh, he's not like a mu'min. Meaning that if someone does it Then he's not like Mu'min. Yeah Um, But a specific punishment Has not been mentioned But I still like my example Anyway So So um, You might say Well hold on These are hadith They're talking about Big containers The complete container Or the complete glass Where's the evidence for A bit Or soldering You know where where the, where the cup is normal wooden, um, made of china or whatever. And it has like, you know, a gold streak going through it. This is not... Yeah, and if you have a, a china cup with a, a solder of gold for it, you wouldn't call it a gold cup, would you? Yes? But we are saying that it's also impermissible to drink from that cup. So we'll say these two evidences don't refer to this one. But we'll say yes, it does. Because there is a hadith narrated by Muhammad Dar al-Qutni where he said, Innahu man if you fi آلِيَةٍ فِي أَوْ فِي شَيْءٍ فِيهِ مِنْهُمَا So this narration is, whoever uh, 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 drinks, the same same will be for the person, same punishment, will be for the one who drinks from any container made of gold or silver or something that has uh, uh, some of it in it. Some of it in it. Some of it, meaning gold or silver, it, in it, meaning the utensil. So this is what would cover the concept of soldering or like an edging or like a lacing or like any other kind of, you know, uh, design function or whatever. This hadith has been narrated by Imam Kutni Qutni on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar. And he said that it has a good chain. It has a good chain. There is, Then there follows a long discussion, which I don't think I will entertain at this moment, which basically establishes that this hadith has a number of problems and um uh, I will say to you that Imam we said this hadith is da'if that Ibn Taymiyyah said that this, hadith, this chain is weak Imam Zahabi said that hadith is rejected hadith munkar and so therefore it is possible that this hadith is not good enough to use as an evidence to specify the soldering now w- that's not a major problem for us at this moment in time because we're going to come and give an exception for soldering anyway in a minute okay? but I want to say to you that the majority of the scholars they they Insisted that one stays away Insisted that one stays away from gold In every circumstance With respect to eating utensils And silver There's going to come a exception in a second Now um, I also want to say um, What else do I want to say Okay Let's just finish with this So we have three We have three scenarios We have three kind of Uses one is اتخار Two is استعمال And three is eating and drinking from Okay, so the first one I buy it to use Yeah Whether I'm selling it, whether I'm putting it on the wall Second is using it Using it to carve Using it to cook it Using it to arrange something Third is its only use Is just for drinking from To actually eat and drink from Okay, eat and drink from The food which is halal and clean Inside a container Which I'm just drinking from What we need to ask is this According to the madhab According to the madhab Eating and drinking It is Completely impermissible Completely impermissible In in its use As for According to the madha Other than eating and drinking Is it permissible or not? Gold and silver we're talking about We're talking about gold and silver Have I lost everyone? Is it my fault? Maybe I have, okay I'm talking about the statement Except gold and silver What is the exception from? The Yeah, the what? What's the ruling of that? Correct. Non-gold and silver allowed to be used. So when we say accept gold and silver, then now we're talking about that basically gold and silver is not allowed to be used. Okay? Now, I, I, because I'm surprised that no one's asking any questions. Yeah, and he's saying, well, hold on, are you saying that you can't use gold or silver in anything? Okay? Because it's not just eating and drinking, but as I said, there's acquiring, and there's also, you know, using, actual using the actual items themselves. So what I want to say to you is that the madhab, the madhab, humbly madhab, says that there's no allowed, not allowed to use it at all, whatsoever. There is a statement in the madhab which is narrated on the authority of Imam Shafi'i that says that it is not haram, not haram, it is permissible basically to use gold and silver in other matters other than eating and drinking. Our position, my position and Sheikh uthaymeen's position is that it is permissible to use gold and silver implements and utensils in uh, the in the use of acquiring and in the use of other things other than in eating and drinking. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he prohibited something very, very specific. What was that? Eating. eating and drinking. And if it was impermissible in all matters, the Prophet ﷺ does not forget. He would have told us because he is the most uh, clear of the people, and he is the more most expressive of all people, and he does not he does not specify one thing and one thing. So if it was it, it and in fact, Shachatimin says his specific, his specifying eating and drinking is itself an evidence that anything other than that is permissible. ذلك, because the people benefit from that. And if the Prophet had considered them to be completely haram, meaning looking at, buying, using, touching, etc., etc., then he would have ordered for it to be broken, like he did with respect to the, um, like he did with respect to the uh, idols, and like he did with pictures of people uh, that were in Kaaba. And hanging around and in the uh, Arabian tribes, he had them destroyed, and he would have done that the same thing for it. But his allowing it proves that it is something which is permissible. <laughs> uh, and there is a narration, and there is a narration which is collected by Imam al Bukhari. Where um, where um Salama, she had a. Juljul. Yeah, like a small. bigger than a cup, smaller than a bowl. Like a container. Mm-hmm. That was made of silver. And what Um Salama did is that she would keep the hair, a few hairs of a Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In that Silver cup And the people Would come to her Seeking shafa'a Through it yani, uh, um, By its barakah Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala By the barakah of the Prophet And they were By the izn of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Cured when it was relevant And appropriate This is of course in Sahih al-Bukhari What is this a proof, proof of? It's a proof of using something which is made of gold or silver in other than eating and drinking. It's a proof. Okay? And, yeah. I think we'll stop there. Or, or should we actually, should we... Okay, uh, okay, if someone says that, no, no, the the reason that eating and drinking was specified is because this is what people are using it uh, most of the time for, then we will say, um, this is a nice a, 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 a nice statement. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote this to you. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "He says If you translate this ayat literally, it means that you're not permissible. The, the context is before not permissible to get married to the rabaib, which are your stepdaughters. Okay, fi in your rooms. From your women. That's why we don't literally translate things, okay? It's not permissible to get married to from your women, your stepdaughters in your rooms. Now, when we translate this, we just translate it like this the stepdaughters in your care. The woman is, is known, and the hujurikum, the statement of in your homes, we've translated as in your care. Because the point here is not the rooms, and the point here is not even in your care, okay? Because it's possible for step, yani that the 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 in fi has been added as an emphasis and as a as a balaga, as a beautifying of the Quran. But legally speaking, let me ask you a question: Your stepdaughter, if she's not in your house and she's in someone else's house, is it allowed to marry her? No. So therefore. The use of the hujurikum Does not necessitate and restrict Its meaning only to this area Sheikh Uthameen's nice response there He's saying that just because The hadith mentions the eating and drinking And that that shouldn't Color the issue and make everything else And every other scenario Haram as well And so therefore um, uh, uh, Okay, just to finish off this next last minute now He says that uh, Sheikh Uthameen, he says that with respect to uh, soldering, this refers to the men and women as well. Men and women. Okay. What about then the question that we asked, hold on, is it not permissible that uh, women can wear gold and beautify themselves with gold? And that, the answer is, of course, that's the case. But it's not permissible for men to do that. So then the question should be then So if that's if that's if it's allowed for a woman to actually uh, 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 wear gold, so what's the difference between her drinking from gold? Okay? And the answer to that is because she's using the gold for tajemon, for beautification. And uh, and it's not the only for other people, it's for her own and for her partner. And so there is a benefit there, um, and and whereas drinking from a gold cup, so yani a man is not allowed to wear gold jewelry. It is effeminate. It's it's it, uh, that's me speaking. But Allah has said that it's not allowed So there's a divine text So gold can't be used Okay But it's allowed for a woman to wear gold Okay The woman used it to look nice Etc Etc etc. If we were to allow A woman to drink from a gold cup What benefit is it bringing to the man That she drinks from a gold cup What is the benefit There is no benefit Unlike the gold jewellery So it's not the same to use the logical argument That one uh, if it's already allowed for the woman, then it should be allowed for the woman to eat from it or drink from it as well. That's the first response. And the second response is actually from the hadith that we mentioned before, which is the clearest response that Inlah was given. This is for them in the dunya and walakum fil akhira. So this is not talking about sexual uh, gender uh, uh, discrimination. This is about Muslim non-Muslim. That these are for them. And so obviously, lakum, for you in the Akhirah is including men and women. Okay? and it's is also including men and women from non-Muslims so let them enjoy themselves with it in this life and it's for you in the uh, in, uh, next life and that alhamdulillah pretty much only yeah, covers I don't know was that one page or two I don't know I haven't got I haven't got the English notes with me but at least that's the subject uh, covered so therefore in response to the Facebook thing it is permissible for you to have a golden gun isn't it Now it is, yeah. Just in case before you didn't. What's that guy's name? Francisco Scaramanga? Scaramanga. What a guy that are. What a guy. (laughs) Saddam had a golden klachnikov. Oh, Saddam had a golden sah Jazz, yeah? Salab, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Did Saddam have a third nipple as well? (laughs) You don't know. So that is the fountain of knowledge. Maybe he knew about Saddam's nipples as well. Alright guys, any questions? Any? Yes. You know you were saying about kissing a girl, right? Yes. is mentioned in the hadith come It's a very good question. The brother says that you said about the kissing of a girl. Isn't it that there's a hadith that says that the touching of a non-mahram is... Uh, like one would prefer to be stabbed with a needle, okay, an iron needle. Two things, three things, I will say in response to that. Number one, um, the reason that we say that the kissing of a girl, obviously when we're talking about kissing of a girl, we're not talking serious behavior, we're talking a person just can't resist himself and he just pecks her on the cheek or something, I don't know, whatever, yeah? We're not talking anything else after that. We're, talking in this, we're literally talking in the street. He's walking past. He says, What's happening here? Son, you don't get any ideas. Yeah? I know you're looking at me. Because big guys looking straight at me. Thinking, Oh my God. Right? So, what are you doing awake anyway this time? So, you know, he's walking in the street and he's just, you know, something comes over him and just walks up to the next girl and just pecks her on the cheek or pecks her or whatever. And then he legs it, whatever. I don't know. Yeah? So, I'm saying. That uh, something not too far from that happened to Abu al-Yusr radiallahu taala anhu, and because of that, Allah subhanahu wa taala revealed an ayah in the Quran, uh, which was to establish the prayer and that the prayer would um, expiate that action. It's not permissible. It's not possible to expiate major sins. Okay, only tawbah expiates a major sin. Does that, does that make sense? And so, if any act of ibadah, if it's expiating a sin, that sin must be minor, legally speaking. That's the first thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say is some scholars consider this hadith to be weak. Okay. The third thing I'll say is that if we assume this hadith to be authentic, okay, um, it is a hadith which is referring to pain here, as opposed to a punishment in the uh, in jahannam. And when I said what I said, I was very very specific. The scholars they said that a proof or an indication that a sin is a major sin is when it it states a Jahannami punishment I'll even mention another thing If I was really kind of def- you know, Defending my life on this issue I would say also that Even this principle Of a punishment That is mentioned in a hadith um, Indicates that it's a major sin This is not stated by the Prophet Or by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a human derived principle It's possibility of being right or wrong But the majority of the scholars Accept this principle Okay? Allah knows best. Anyone? Okay. Okay, one more? Um, before you mention, um, some people seek a uh, shafat through the head. Why the world rings on... <laughs> Give me ten years, then I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get to that part. There's no way you're opening that chapter <laughs> at all. Huh? <laughs> Acha! <laughs> this is how... <laughs> <laughs> this... No, it's not getting out of hand at (laughs) all (laughs) Astaghfirullah What do you mean it's getting out of hand? Up your game, son Okay? Because, mashallah All I need to say is that there's two Serious chocolates in here Okay? This is very important If there's ever a a great sunnah that was established This has got to be it Alright This is great Najas logo (laughs) Counterclaim. <laughs> it's like nice language, Yanni. Nice language. So we hear that as an apple is a blessed fruit that comes from Allah, and so we are not permitted to use the Apple computer logo. Let's analyze the logo. Yes, it may resemble an apple, but it is not a photo of a natural apple. The logo for their brand do not it's the logo for their brand do not get sidetracked in thinking that as the logo, it represents the blessed fruit. I think it is clear that if an alcohol company used a logo that represents grapes, would we say it is a halal brand? Are you listening? It is not about the item that is represented in the logo. It's about the company the logo represents. Vo I' wine. right? <laughs> we have been told that many Muslims indeed own an iPhone and enjoy them, and this therefore, and thus therefore, we cannot allow the Apple logo to be used for the Najas logo. Hold on. Surely this is the modern example of men owning and wearing silk clothes, gold jewelry, and gold watches. Now that, right. that's a bestie, isn't it? Yep. Yeah? Okay. What have you got against Apple, Yara? Alright We are told that Apple make beautiful products of such lavish design and style and to ignore the technical issues that go wrong is just, Yani, you should let it go His response This means we are all forgetting one of the key tests for Muslims on this earth Allah has placed many beautiful temptations in our path which are indeed attractive And inviting for that short-term pleasure in this life. Let us look at three examples of what we are not allowed to indulge in during this life. Note that I have of course ignored the technical details about these examples. Number one, alcohol. Looks tasty when presented by companies such as Bailey's. <laughs> see, I agree with that, and that's the only example you could have used, by the way, because you know the rest of the time it looks like See Annie Peshab, you know that, yeah? yeah? So we know that, okay? That's some good. Black number two, women dressed in revealing clothes, very attractive beauty, which is encouraging us to look and touch outside of marriage, and number three, non-Islamic finance, very attractive career to earn money from money. For those who want to buy a luxury lifestyle of big houses and expensive cars, (coughs) which may be beauty, but it is not permitted. Are those three examples permitted for us? They are all examples of beauty, attraction, and style in some form, but we all know they are not permitted. I could go on, but I think we can all clearly see how the Apple computer logo is the best logo for the international symbol for Najas. I I... Accept that wholeheartedly. And I must say that when the batil is put forward, if it is batil, the haqq has to be brought forward again. So the game continues. <laughs> Let yani, your next argument be strong and powerful. I advise you to take this out of the realm of just Apple versus Android. I advise you so bring in BlackBerry, bring in Nokia, bring in Sony, bring in Samsung, inshallah, then by then I will have my own chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> so be imaginative. Jazakumullah khairan. This is amazing business, wallahi, yan. I don't know What happens when I start picking on, I don't know, like, I don't know, using like a, a country's flag. Yeah <laughs> So if I use a country's flag For the symbol of najasa Surely that's going to freak out A number of people And that's going to invite Lots of gifts in it For counterclaims Right? I have to think about that <laughs> I mean, if you outside, No slashing That's No slashing tires. Jazakumullah See you guys next week I'm going to finish the questions On the forum over the next few days I've started today Jazakumullah Huge effort Answered the now About 30-50 questions Alright Jazakumullah khair as Wa